Welcome to episode 133 of Drew Sports Crew on this Sunday evening. Myself, Drew Scabberg, bringing you the news in the Wisconsin sports world. And wow, what a win today for Green Bay. And look, I have the Milwaukee stuff on as well. Um, for, of course, the Brewers, where we almost had an NL Central clincher. We are playoff bound, though. But I can I can happily say that. I want to be able to say the NL Central champs, but today didn't happen or yesterday didn't happen to make you know get that done. Um, but you know, just this this Packer game, right, is definitely the main discussion point today. But of course, also the Brewers clinching the playoffs. I'll talk more about the playoffs for them. I'll I'll talk about this episode as well. We have a little bit of the schedule out, not all of it for the for Major League Baseball's playoffs. So that's what we'll be doing. But I also I have a plethora. Of announcements here before before we start of course instagram x and tiktok at drew sports crew and then on facebook and youtube drew's sports crew is where you can find that but wanted to announce um this friday um the betting stuff of course all that content will still be available on tiktok or wherever at your sports crew but want to announce that new weekend series you know i say new but if you remember drew's college athlete spotlight it's coming back, but with a little twist. Now the Wisconsin Sports Spotlight. So the idea of the Drews, of Drews College Athlete Spotlight was exactly to highlight, you know, can captivate, you know, or really just highlight what Wisconsin college athletes have done and kind of their contributions and stuff. We had great guests on, and I definitely, you know, enjoyed having those interviews, and I, I want to bring those back. But we're also going to be having on just individuals who have contributed, you know, just who have contributions to Wisconsin sports and right. You know, with Wisconsin, it's, it's a valuable part, right. Of the state's of the state's history, right. Of, or just of the state in general, um, of course, with the, at the professional level, but then also high school sports are huge here with the WIAA. And that's why I'm pleased to announce that, yeah, Wisconsin, that I'm going to be having on Mike file, right. That's where I was going with that. Uh, high school at, official there for the WIAA and I'm lo- really looking forward to that. He's going to be the first guest of the Wisconsin sports spotlight. Right. Um, but again, Wisconsin having a rich sports history. I just feel the sports spotlight um, similar to the college. Like, there's still going to be college athletes on. So c- consider it a college athlete spotlight, if you will, but just want to highlight, you know, a greater, I don't want to exclude, you know, if you're not a college athlete, again, if you've made great contributions to Wisconsin sports. So, again, that's going to be ideally going to be weekly. Um, but, again, I really want to focus on having high-quality guests, right, with, with great contributions as well. So I really don't want to force anything, too, so just keep that in mind um, um, with the episodes. But my, my goal is to make it weekly. If it happens to be, you know, for every four weeks there's three of episodes – Right, I'd rather have that than have a fourth one that I feel might not be as great as quality. So, just want to throw that out there, um, and just keep keep a lookout on that for your feed. It's going to be very similar, and um, yeah, I got betting content. If you love that stuff, don't worry. Instagram stories, TikTok, YouTube Shorts, it's all going to be there. The same content as you will. I'm still going to just go through my lineup, you know, and I'm or I'm still got my lineup that I. And making, I'm gonna have free flex Friday entries. You're just not gonna hear me talk about it, you know, on the episode, which is that's just how it is. And we're gonna move forward and still gonna be continuing to talk sports here 
on, of course, Sundays and Mondays. And let's let's go into it here. So we're going to start with the Green Bay Packers. What a win. I started with that, and rightfully so. They're down 17 nothing at half. And again, the announcers mentioned it week one, 2018 against Chicago. Felt, you know, felt the same. Nothing was going anybody's way offensively. Right. I say Jordan Love, you know, I meaning mostly him, but really with AJ Dillon too, it was just not working. Then defense, you know, our really special teams at Rashid Shahid is a guy to know. I a dynasty stash for me personally, right? But a special teams touchdown there, and Derek Carr was made right reads, hits Jimmy Graham. Um, but they so they, they were moving on all cylinders, but really, I mean, Derek Carr going down, what an unfortunate injury, right? We're wishing Derek Carr the best. Sounds like it's an AC sprain, no status yet on him in terms of timetable. Um, but he was out for the rest of the game. They bring in Jameis Winston, uh, and they ended up punting on five straight drives. You know, it was unfortunate again for them um right considering how well cars played this year for that team who's now two and one and again chris olave had himself a day with with mainly Derek carr eight for 104 eight receptions 104 yards but my point is the the win probability for the saints was up to 90 let me get you one 97.2 percent 97.3 percent rather um for this team. So just crazy win probability for them. Again, Graham kicked it off in the first quarter with a touchdown there, make it seven, nothing, seven, nothing. End of one Rashid Shahid. I talked about that 14, nothing. Then Blake, Blake group with a 25 yard field goal or Blake groupie. I've heard it multiple ways there. And then in the fourth quarter, that's when the Packers scored nothing else, you know, a shutout by the Packer defense in the second half. And again, this Packers team without Jair Alexander, without Christian Watson, without David Bakhtiari, without Aaron Jones. And then Devondre Campbell ended up being out for almost all the game without Elton Jenkins, right? I mean, this is what this team did without with all those injuries. Talk about fighting adversity. I mean, crazy win for Green Bay. And definitely you got to be happy with the results of, you know, so far win of the year for Green Bay after three games. I know. Um, but I'll talk about that fourth quarter here. Anders Carlson kicks it off a 38 yard field goal. And then Jordan Love has a one yard run on a nice option. Good play call at the goal line. He wants to go for two, right? Stats. It was like, it was weird because like you probably would have thought to kick it to make it a seven point game, but they they like the numbers. They go for two to make it a, and they get it then to make it 17, 11. So now a touchdown wins the game. Sure enough, Romeo Dobbs has a mismatch. They they targeted it first play, didn't get it. They go at it again. They get it. Dobbs eight yard touchdown pass from Love, make and then Carlson kicks good. 18, 17 is the score, and that's your final. Then as uh, Blake Rupi misses that field goal there to that would have won them the game it was a forty seven yarder. You know, um, the kid had, kids. What it was he five for six to start the year, six for seven. Um, Great stuff for him, and I mean, they were showing the media or they're showing pictures of him after the game, and I was like, okay, come on, we get it. He missed a field goal, but he's had a great year, great start to his year, nonetheless. But then looking out on the, let's look at the team stats, right? Usually, you can tell, um, good old football thing, 
How many first downs, right? Did you win the total yard battle? Did you win the first down battle? Time of possession and or turnover battles. How'd those look? Usually a good indicator if you want. Packers won the first down battle 21 to 15. They win possession 32 minutes to 27, right? It was 60 minutes, but it was like 32 and a half to 27 and a half. And then they have one turnover compared to New Orleans who had zero. So point to that. It was like, okay, it's probably a toss up. And it was, but Packers with a one point difference. So that's how that went. But if you saw the post already at your sports crew, the player of the week, a player of the game rather for the Green Bay Packers, Rashawn Gary, three sacks, his career high, new career high rather. Two was his original career high. He had himself a day. Um, definitely took advantage of a matchup against Trevor Penning, right? A former first round pick. But in this matchup, though, for for Gary, it was all all him in this in this defense again banged up. They had like you know they still had Quay Walker. They still were able to get some pressure. Clark was a part of that. Um, Carl Brooks got in there with the pressure. I mean, like there was definitely some plays you enjoy. Lucas Van Ness didn't hear his name at all today. Um, so that was just another thing. It was like, okay, you didn't hear him. But on the receiving side, um, I talked about – I'll talk about Love a little bit. Um, again, he threw the ball 44 times. But, you know, it – you felt a little bit of um, the hyper-targeting we saw with Aaron Rodgers um, in Jordan Love, right, with Romeo Dobbs. 12 targets for him. Um, There's some reads I felt with Love. Again, 22 of 44, one touchdown, one pick. Um, look, Love didn't play great today. Um, end, of, end of story. Um, it, it's, you know, it felt that it's hard to even say Love did enough for this team to win. You know, it felt like he held the team back a little bit in that first half, especially. Uh, but definitely near the end, he he did he did his his part and did it enough. And if not, he did more to help them win. But Dobbs again, five for seventy three with a touchdown. Reed three for sixty three. Reed had seven targets. Um, had some drops in there today. Uh, not not necessarily a great game for Reed in my opinion. Luke Musgrave had himself a day six for forty nine. Musgrave and Laporta. In the NFC North, both these tight ends are going to be a force to be reckoned with in these upcoming years. They both are phenomenal pass catchers. They do decent work blocking. They're going to be lethal weapons for their respective teams. Dontavian Wicks was 4 for 45. Another nice game for him. Six targets. Patrick Taylor, 3 for 23. Uh, and, of course, if you saw in the second half, um, they were getting away from A.J. Dillon. They were who had 11 carries in this one for 33 yards. He had a 14-yard run. He had a 7-yard run. And then from there, it was nothing. He has not been good this year at all. That's been unfortunate for Dylan. Sean Nixon got in there with a carry. Emmanuel Wilson, Patrick Taylor. are All three of those guys had combined six carries. Um, when Jones comes back, I imagine it, we're going to still see some Patrick Taylor in there. Or, or rather, Emmanuel Wilson. Um, probably Wilson over Taylor at this point. I uh, just was checking the Bears score. 41-10 is what we're looking at here in the game's ending. So wow. But so Packers will pick up a pick up a game on them. And yeah, that's good for Green Bay in the NFC North. Uh, but otherwise, yeah, the run run game for Green Bay was not good today. They're desperately missing Aaron Jones and Watson, who it sounds like Jones is gonna be good to go tomorrow. Or when I say tomorrow, Thursday. And then Watson will be good good to go on. Actually, Watson, I'm not too sure about. 
but with the shorter time between games. But it did sound like with Jones, though, he's going to be good to go Thursday against Detroit. So that's going to be a big one for Green Bay. So that's what I wanted to highlight. Uh, Packers against the run. It was sloppy a little bit at times, but it ended up being three and a half yards per carry for New Orleans. So they ended up doing a really nice job. So I'm pleased with how that turned out. Um, they ended up, it was Derek Carr, 13 of 18, Winston 10 of 16. And you might be wondering like, okay, Winston was 10 of 16. What did he do wrong? Just made some sloppy, you know, reads. Um, not His rating was 54.8. Um, a lot of check downs, a lot of East and West. It, it seemed like the game plan did, wasn't, was a lot more East and West. It was easily, Lockdown there with Winston Carr, on the other hand, um, made some deep throws, challenged, you know, some Packer defensive backs. I thought Carr looked good. You know, I was pretty impressed with how Carr's looked this year in general. Um, and along with Olave today, who I mentioned was 8 of 104. Michael Thomas was 6 for 50. But other than that, it was pretty limited. Tony Jones, 4 for 21. Jawan Johnson then at 2 for 12. So you know, I was like, okay, not much going on, but. Yeah, I just found that interesting there. And then on the defensive side for New Orleans, they only had one sack today. So, again, credits Green Bay's offensive line. So far, decent on the passing side. I mean, the, there's been so they, they've got they've allowed a decent amount of pressure, but Love has done a great job not taking sacks, I feel. Maybe has more been the thing, but. Um, Again, Gary had himself a day. I talked about defense, but overall, um, you got to be happy with this Packer win. You know, it's a great comeback. Team is two and one, right? Again, they're one no at home. Love to see that. The Vikings are zero and three. The Bears are zero and three, and then Detroit is two and one. So two and one, two and one, zero and three, zero and three. So interesting start in the NFC North this year. Packers have scored the most points out of in three games out of the four teams. And they have allowed the least. Love to see that. But again, they have a matchup on Thursday against Detroit. That's on Prime Video 715. That's in at Lambeau. So they have a half by. It's it's one of these weird weeks, I, I, which I did want to talk about. So for Green Bay, it's, it ends up being interesting how these next three weeks go. It's Thursday they play, right? Detroit 715. That's this Thursday. I'm going to the Brewer game at 3.10, so I'll be back for the game. Don't worry. And then Monday, October 9th, they play Las Vegas. That's the next time they play. That's at Vegas. That game's on ABC, even. The lowest ticket price that game, $372. There you go. But So they have like a mini buy there. They have like 10 days off between when they play Detroit and Vegas. Back-to-back primetime games. Then they go to the bye week, week six. So then they're off then, and then they go to Denver in Sunday, October 22nd. So that's a long time away, it feels like, but already some bye weeks coming up here. Uh, just wild. But then they're on Sunday for a good stretch of games. So is that five games straight, five Sundays straight? They got some Sunday ones, and then they go to Thanksgiving at Detroit. That'll be fun. But that's what the schedule's looking like for Green Bay. And in summary, Good win today. A lot of things to work on. Jordan Love, we saw. I think this game was huge because we saw Jordan Love is not Mr. Perfect, right? There's going to be some flaws in his game. And, I mean, we saw that in prior weeks. But 
you know, for there's of course some people who thought like, Hey, love, he always got it right away. And it's like, okay, no, he doesn't, but he's has the potential to get it all the way, you know, down the road. I feel at least, um, potential to get together even better. So that, that's it for the Packer talk. Let's go over to the Milwaukee Brewers who clinched a playoff spot. Magic number is at one. I believe the Cubs won again today. So we're going to have to just wait on really the Cubs. The Cubs are going to dictate um, when the Brewers win or, um, of course, the Brewers can as they control their own destiny. They just have to win a game. <laughs> And not to be difficult, and Cubs hang on four to three today. It looks like more and more the Cubs could easily be the team there who they play in a three game series at home, as I'll talk about that here. But again, Brewers lose today. In summary, this week, a historic 12 run inning on Friday, a 12 run second. Josh Donaldson hit another home run. Wild stuff. Yelich had two home runs that night. Rowdy Telez on Saturday, or sorry, Rowdy Telez in that game as well on Friday clinches the playoff berth for them with a scoreless ninth where he strikes out Jesus Sanchez. Talk about historic. I believe it was one of the first. It was not the first time, or maybe it was. I don't know the stat, but it was the first time in a while or something like that where um position player clinched a postseason berth um, that was pitching. Hasn't happened in like 50-plus years, though. It was or some some ridiculous number of years. Um but that's, you know, we'd love to see that is the moral of the story. But again, that was in the 16 to one win. Uh, they lose last Monday. It was like Adam Wainwright's pitching. Um, just to backtrack, Adam Wainwright's pitching, you know, he's going to throw batting practice and it was an exciting game. They lose one nothing. Wainwright gets his 200th win. And then they win the next three 7 3, 8 2, 6 nothing. That pitching staff for St. Louis is awful. I mean, that was the moral of the story, and that was good for good to see. And they win 16-1 Friday. They lose 5-4 to four on Saturday. Joel Pyams has struggled, right? Seems fatigue. Hopefully they, they keep his innings limited for the next six games, as that's all that's left, six games in the regular season. And then they lose 6-1 to one here on Sunday. Not much going on in that one. Bats were pretty quiet. And then we have... An off day, a well-deserved off day for the Brewers here on Monday, the 25th. And then three three game series at home against the Cardinals, and then three games against the Cubs, and that's your 2023 regular season. Crazy how we've gotten to that. I'm working on the record prediction challenge. My thought is in slash theory. Again, Cubs are off Monday. I thought they were going to clinch it this weekend, the division. They did clinch the postseason berth. I think the Brewers will clinch it Tuesday. Right? It's just a couple. Cubs loss or Brewers win. I think they lock it up Tuesday. If they don't, they do it Wednesday. So wanted to throw that out there. And then from there, though, once they have the division locked up, they're they are at the point in this year already. They can't get the two seed. They're not playing for anything from there. So I think we're gonna see moderate rest for some guys. So um I'm wondering to see what what they do in that Cubs series, right? That's not gonna matter for the division, but you know, if the Brewers let the Cubs win a little bit, they might not actually have to play them. They might get St. Louis, or not St. Louis. Oh, no. They might get Arizona, or they might get Miami. And that would be a win for Milwaukee, I feel. Right? I'd rather play those two teams than the Cubs. Um, I'd rather play, um, well, especially if Cincinnati somehow gets in there, you'd rather play them 
but just wild to think about all these scenarios. And as we turn the calendar to October here soon, um, the playoffs, so how it looks, the Brewers are going to host a three-game series as they're going to be the three seed. I'm going to act like they won the division right now, just to give some scenarios here. They're going to play the six seed. So how this works is the one, the the top two out of the three division winners get a first-round buy into the NLDS. The the worst div, the worst division team, so like the worst best team to win a division, um, which in this case is going to be the NL Central and the Milwaukee Brewers. They are the third division team. They have the lowest record of the three teams who won the division. They get a three-game series in the wild card run at home against this the third wild card team. And then wild card one and wild card two teams they square off where wild card one hosts the hosts it for the all three games. So the Brewers have three straight home games Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, October third through fifth. We don't know when these games will be. We know they're going to be on ESPN. That's all we know. We know that if they play the Marlins, uh, we don't know this, but this is me, you know, speculating. If they play the Marlins, those games will be in the afternoon. There's no reason they would be any time, you know, like they're not going to be a nightcap. Uh, would make sense. If they play Chicago, though, they have every reason to be more of an evening game as that's going to draw some huge views, right? Cubs-Brewers rivalry, Chicago market, right? Totally makes sense. So it really depends for the Brewers on opponents because they don't necessarily have the weight to make it a night game, as we know. And there's been some weird times for this. So it could be like at 1130. It could be some terrible time. Um, it's a playoff game. You know, it gets the views, gets the tickets sold, and that's what Major League Baseball wants. So I'd imagine we get something like that. And then the series then would start on Saturday, I believe. So there'd be one off day on Friday, and then get right into it. Um, the NLDS game one. And the Brewers, if they were to win that series, they would play. They would go to L.A. Yes, they would be at L.A. to play the Dodgers for a five-game series. So we'll see what happens. But the Brewers are going to in the postseason. It's going to be exciting. And I'm hoping to be at one of those wild card game games. Hoping for for game one for sure. But that's the plan. And also want to note game times this week. No giveaways. Um, I'll be at the game Thursday, as I mentioned, but. They do like the final season seat holder appreciation day, but nothing really going on um, in giveaways. It's 640 on Tuesday, 640 on Wednesday, 310 on Thursday. That's because of Thursday night football, 710 on Friday, 610 on Saturday, and then 210 on Sunday. 210 is the universal time there for that last regular season game in case there are implications in that one is the plan why they did that, but um that is going to be your regular season then. So just crazy how fast the season has come and gone for baseball. Let's do a little wins above replacement report. Can you guess who in wins above replacement? It is William Contreras, right? As Yelich missed some time. Um, and Burns has picked it up, though. So now Burns actually surpassed Yelich. Shocking to see that now. Contreras 3.4 wins above replacement, Burns 3.3, Yelich 3.2, Adamas 2.6, and then Woodruff 2.5. Um, so that's what we're looking at right now. Sal Freelich is already number 12 now. He's made some, he surpassed some people. Um, Wade Miley's number seven, 2.3 war. Crazy to see that. 
But yeah, Contreras was the player of the week for week 26, and rightfully so. Um, again, his OPS this year is 824 now, and he's been on fire recently is what I highlighted, how well he's performed. But yeah, this Brewers team you're excited for the postseason. The pitching has came together. The hitting has picked it up too. Carlos Santana has done well amongst others. I talk about Contreras, talk about Yelich. Just as a whole, Mark Canna, right, has been phenomenal with this club. He's batting 300 with the team with an 842 OPS. That was a winning trade. And hoping this team could do great things in October. And that's going to wrap it up here. Um, and again, going through the schedule this week. Journey to Million, right? We'll talk about week three, preview week four. We'll go through the team player picks. Jared called Raheem Mostert having a big day. It was wild. But we're not sure when that's going to be live and um, what day, rather. And I'll keep you all posted on that. Um, and then, of course, the Wisconsin Sports Spotlight. Um, looking forward to starting that off this weekend uh, or later, you know, near the end of this week here. Hoping Mike File can make it there this week weekend but again having a guest and stuff we'll see maybe i'll have someone else on and i'll keep you all posted on that i'll schedule it there on youtube is how i like to do it so again subscribe there drew sports crew on youtube and then at your sports crew instagram x and tiktok that's gonna wrap it up here for myself drew skybrick have a great week everybody thank you all for listening to yet another episode of drew sports crew the perfect podcast for you